Hey, it's Chris Freeland, and you're listening to the Doxology Bible Church Podcast. If you want to know more about who we are or learn to connect with us, please visit doxology.church. Most of all, we hope the following message will help you take the next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. In Scripture, it says that Stephen looked up to heaven and he saw God, and he saw Jesus standing next to his father, looking at him, which was confirmation that in this moment when Stephen is dying, he saw Jesus. And that was exactly what I needed to hear so that I could know that when whatever was happening to Molly, that she knew that he was with her. And that in an instant, from the moment she was alive to the moment she died, she was in the arms of Jesus. And and that's what I carried with me to help quiet the fears that would come up in my mind. She wasn't alone. He was with her in that moment, and she has been with him ever since that moment. Doxology Bible Church is proud to present EverStory, launching wherever you listen to podcasts on June 6th. EverStory is a weekly, seasonal podcast featuring Christ-centered stories of hope and transformation, told by people just like you. No chit-chat, just raw, powerful stories. Stories inspire us to connect with each other in real, tangible ways. With stories, we're able to glorify a God who relentlessly pursues us. Mark 16:15 tells us to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Stories embody who we are as Christians. Without them, Paul's letters would have never been shared. Without stories, a person with Christ in their heart might never find the courage to bring the word to their neighbor. Without stories, the Great Commission never occurs. Check in with us often as we introduce stories about the way Jesus' radical love is moving in truly awesome ways. Find EverStory wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow Doxology Bible Church on Facebook or Instagram at Doxology Bible. Want to share your story or know someone who might? Send us an email to stories at doxology.church. Because everyone has a story. Hey, it's Chris Freeland, and you're listening to the Doxology Bible Church Podcast. If you want to know more about who we are or learn to connect with us, please visit doxology.church. Most of all, we hope the following message will help you take the next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. Thank you very much, Chris. It's, uh, it's great to be here and to receive such a warm welcome from you and so many people already that I've met. It's been a wonderful experience. I'm so aware that uh, I can give a sermon like this and it can come and go, but it, we really need the sense of the Lord, the, the presence of the Lord Jesus with us. And so before I speak, I'd like to just talk to the Father. Father, you know us. You know exactly who we are. That's the amazing God that you are. You love us individually and corporately. But I pray now, somehow, Lord, Lord Jesus, draw alongside us as we look at your word, as we listen to whatever it is, what the Spirit would say to the church and to us individually today. Please do that, Lord. I really need your help desperately. 
uh, as I try to communicate some of your truth. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've been a Christian for a long time. Uh, probably, well, accurate. I know exactly what it is, um, 62 years. But even though that's true, um, I long for more. I long for more of Jesus. I long for more of the rich life he offers. More of, the, more of a, what I would call a, da a daily awareness of his presence. That he is, so that for me, day by day, that he becomes more real than life itself. What about you? Would you say that? Maybe you've come to Christ recently. Maybe you've uh, been a Christian for many moons like me, but you long for more. You want to experience more of him daily. We're going to look at a passage of scripture in Luke 24 that answers that longing, that really cries out, is it sort of like an answer to this question? How can I experience a day by day walk with Jesus. Notice I used the word walk. I believe, as uh, Chris has already said, your series is called. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that he had seen, they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but, they, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. This section that I've just read from Luke 24 just drips with irony. What things, <laughs> Jesus asked them. Of course he knows the answer to that question. He knows that he has just completed the most momentous event in all of human history. The one who knew no sin had just become sin for us that we might be made the right, righteous before God. Yet, Cleopas, one of the two disciples that are walking that day along the road to Emmaus, sort of almost accuses Jesus of being a clueless outsider, but they were the clueless ones. And to understand this section, you need to enter in, as I've said already, into the main purpose of this chapter. It's to bring to our, to our minds the glory of the risen Christ is to enter into the joy of Easter to the joy of what first century Christians used to say when they met each other he is risen and the other person would reply he is risen indeed this passage then is teaching us that Christianity is all about Jesus. It's a walk not just with each other, but with the risen Christ. It's a conversation not just with each other, but a conversation with Jesus. When we walk with Jesus in the company of others, several things happen. 
his questions unravel our confusion. As we pore over his word day by day, his questions open us up and we see what is really going on. And his word makes our hearts sing. How do we do that practically? How do you talk with Jesus day by day in a practical sort of way? One of the things that I've talked about in this book is what I've called praying before, during, and after. The whole idea is that as you wake in the morning, the first thing that you do when you're just coming to, you talk to the Lord about the day, think about the day, think about any appointments, things that are going to happen. And then when you get into your car and you're going to head off to your appointment, before you put the ignition on and turn the, and get the motor going, just sit there, talk, talk to the Lord, maybe out loud or maybe not, but just talk to Jesus. Talk to him about what's ahead of you. I love doing that with my grandchildren in the car because they know that I'm interacting with the risen Christ. And then when you get into a, a conversation with people, talk to the Lord as you're going. Elan and I love walking along. We live near a beach in Auckland, New Zealand. We just uh, love going walking together. And as we talk with each other, we talk to Jesus as if he is really there. He is. He's right there with us. And so we'll be talking. Usually when we're talking to each other, we're talking about something to do with our children or grandchildren. It seems to be a repeating theme as you get older. But, um, but we uh, maybe in between a conversation, even halfway through a sentence, the other person will just talk to the Jesus about what we've just been saying. And then we carry on talking about things as we're walking along. So the idea is pray before you do anything. Pray during your interaction with each other. And then eventually just um, pray afterwards when something is finished. So maybe you've had a, a, an amazing, wonderful mentoring session where the risen Lord Jesus came and he met with you. So what you do afterwards when you pray, when you get to your car, you just stop and talk to the Lord about that. Thank him for what he did and for an amazing sense of his presence. Maybe you get your phone and you text the person and say thank you here's what I'm praying for you as I think about our time today but the whole idea is that day by day like these two disciples they're just walking along with Jesus and now they're talking with him and he's asking questions and opening them up to himself the amazing thing I've called this talking with Jesus but really the story is really all about that Jesus is talking with them and Jesus is talking to you as I've mentioned I've talked about what I love doing in a, when Elan and I go walking but one of my favorite um, experiences to walk with a pastor in Wellington New Zealand which is our capital city you had a, a major earthquake recently we called New Zealand the shaky isles um, but we, we uh, Stu and I go walking along the waterfront there and as we talk with each other, we talk to Jesus. And it's just, it's just that that I'm really wanting to bring to you today. So this passage is all about walking with Jesus. It's all about talking with Jesus. 
But thirdly, it's all about lingering with Jesus. Look at the next section from verse 28 through to 35. As they approached the village which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem where they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told, told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Look at verse 39 again. It says, sorry, verse 29. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is very near evening. So he went in to stay with them. The Near Eastern rules of hospitality required strangers to be taken in to stay the night. In fact, the word hospitality in in the language of the New Testament uh, means the love of strangers. And so they were saying, stay a bit longer, ling abide with us, stay with us, linger with us. And Jesus accepts their invitation, but they still don't realize who they're talking to. But before, before you judge them, again, what I'm saying to you today is, how many times this week has the Lord Jesus been with you and you have not acknowledged him and you have just boxed on and done life and, and uh, continued all the way through life. So the first lesson of this section is that we need to spend extended time with him, to linger with him, to slow down. I know, I know what, it, what it's like. I know a little bit because I used to work here in Dallas at a church called Fellowship Bible Church North for a number of years, I know the, the pace of life here. I know how difficult it is to never slow down. I learned when I was uh, on the plane flying from Los Angeles to Dallas a couple of nights ago, I was reading an article in the, in the magazine. It talked about how we're all tethered to the internet. We never slow down. It talked about, I learned something about a new disease. They called it phantom vibration syndrome. It's the sensation that your smartphone is buzzing when it's, when it's not. <laughs> you, know, you know you're in trouble when you're so consumed with life that there's never a moment when you're not active. This is a call from Jesus just to pull up a chair and to just sit down and linger with Jesus, to build a rhythm into your life. It mightn't be a half day, it might be just a, an hour where you just stop what you're doing and maybe go for a walk. And as you walk, talk with Jesus as if he's with you. He is with you. He, just linger with him, take time with him. We've, uh, the second lesson, so the first lesson here is that we need to spend extended time with him. 
But the second is we need to have table fellowship with him. When he was at, it says, when he was at table with them, he took bread and gave thanks and broke it. It sort of sounds very much like communion or the Lord's Supper, but it's more likely that this was just an ordinary, just an ordinary meal. This is what they did in those days. But it's, it's really amazing as I read this story because the roles are reversed here. Jesus is the guest, but he becomes the host. And, uh, and we, we suddenly see him then having table fellowship. When was the last time that you were aware that Jesus was having table fellowship with you? Daryl Bock, um, professor at Dallas Seminary, puts it this way, it's no accident that Jesus is revealed as he sits having table fellowship with the two disciples. The table was a place for fellowship in the ancient world. Here family and friends gathered together to share with each other. Jesus reveals himself in the midst of the basic moments of life. So it was as Jesus broke the bread, their eyes were open. It was like they connected the dots they realized this is the promised Messiah, the one who would suffer and enter into his glory. My question to you then is, when did you last linger with Jesus? When did you last um, create what I might call a Sabbath time, maybe an hour, maybe half a day, just to be with Jesus? My favorite way of doing that locally is to go to another beach sort of about 40 minutes from where we are, where we live, and just go and walk the beach and just talk with Jesus and just be with him, sometimes sit down and just look out the ocean. I know that's a little bit difficult for you here, a <laughs> bit of a challenge, but find somewhere where you can just be with Jesus and just linger with him. I love the the symmetry of, of this whole story. The, um, Jesus will linger with you. Um, verse 25, their hearts, it says, were slow, but eventually their hearts burn as they realize that this is more than they recognized. Their eyes were blind, but eventually their eyes are open. So your heart will warm and your eyes will be opened as you linger with Jesus. So I love, I really have always loved this passage. I suppose I love it partly because uh, at, at my core, uh, I'm a mentor. And I've discovered as I've been doing mentoring that as you come to a mentoring relationship to listen and learn rather than teach and tell, the street opens up. You no longer have to look for a guru kind of mentor, a sage on the stage. You just have to look for a guide on the side, someone that will just be alongside you, that you can linger with. And in the process, initially maybe a little bit confused, but as you get talking together with the risen Christ and be aware of him and talk to him before and during after, all of a sudden, the Christian life becomes real and the risen Lord is not something that you just believed in when you first came to him. It can be very much more. It can be the abundant life that 
we were praying for um, with the child that was dedicated. It can be a real experience of the risen Lord Jesus. I've, uh, as Chris mentioned, I've got a few copies of my book here, The Lost Art of Lingering, Mutual Mentoring for Life Transformation. You're more than welcome to pick up a coffee, copy, uh, not a coffee, maybe a coffee as well, out in the lobby. Um, but thank you. Just allow the risen Lord Jesus to, learn, to walk with you and talk with you and linger with you this week. Let's pray. Our Father, we submit to you. We worship you today. You're the fount of every blessing as we were singing a few minutes ago. We adore you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the risen Christ. You are reigning. You are the glorious Lord. And yet, as we've just been ex examining this part of Scripture, you're also walking alongside us and sitting with us and having table fellowship with us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that something of the, the joy and the meaning of this passage might be be true of our experience this week that we'll walk with you and talk with you and linger with you and we acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit that he would come and make all these things real as we pour over the scriptures and love you we give ourselves to you that Lord we bless you in your wonderful name amen amen thanks for listening to the doxology Bible Church podcast if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. If you're ever in the Fort Worth area, we'd love to worship with you in person at one of our services. For more information on service times and location, visit doxology.church.